Hey there, Attack on Titan fans! Welcome back to the Attack on Titan After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about Season 3, Episode 7, Wish. We're going to be breaking down the episode for you guys. We're going to be talking about the relationship between Historia and Eren, Kenny's evil plan to save the world, and of course, we are going to be giving you all of our predictions. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> I would actually like to co-op this with a little surprise for you guys. <gasps> what? It, and this is an actual surprise. surprise. I made them look away when I was bringing it up to the table. In honor of last week's episode, I got everyone something. Reese's Patties with Pieces. Oh! <laughs> you because Reese's Pieces and Reese's Patties. Oh my gosh, you're terrible! I just get to enjoy this. Yeah. I wasn't here. I mean, I brought you your favorite kind of chocolate. You did. It's good stuff. And made it a horrible, horrible you, continuation. You weren't joke. here, Veronica, but uh, when we were talking about Aaron's father and uh, the Reese family, she said that Frida is now Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. <laughs> And the rest of them are Reese's patties. Oh, oh, you're a monster. I regret nothing. I'm really gonna I'm really excited about eating these though. Oh gosh. <laughs> I might welcome. not be able to make it through the show. This show is not there. sponsored by Reese's or Nestle or anyone. No, no. I just felt the need to do this. I saw them and went, yes. The second we're off camera, I'm inhaling those. But anyway, uh, hey there, Attack on Titan fans. Welcome back to the Attack on Titan After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Let's not waste any Anytime, let me introduce my fantastic panel. To my left, Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. To her left, Veronica Valencia. Hey, guys. To my left, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Megan Salinas. Sadly, uh, if this is if you didn't see last week's episode, as you guys may know, uh, Alexis Torres is no longer available to do the panel with us. She and her husband have moved uh, to Pennsylvania. Uh, they send their love. Uh, they're still in the process of making their trip. So be sure to follow Alexis at a Torres eight nine zero to keep yeah. up with all of her exploits. And guys, she still sends lots of love to this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to get her continued thoughts on it, be sure to follow. Follow her because uh, she's she's definitely going to be doing a lot of vocalizing about this show in the future. Yeah, she was planning on going to this underground crystal cave as part of a road trip. I'm a little worried about that. You know, <laughs> I'm sure. Like, I, I, we should warn her against that. It sounds way too touristy. It sounds a little culty. It sounds way too touristy for There's me. There's a lot of places I wouldn't go. <laughs> places I wouldn't go. Crystal Ritual Cave uh, definitely being number one on places I wouldn't It's venture. Yelp reviews are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Zero stars. Would not Zero recommend. Zero stars nearly got eaten. Definitely got shot. <laughs> <laughs> I like also, that. there was a big net over the entrance. Difficult to enter. Yeah, not great. Not great. Um, I do want to, before we get started, before we get started, uh, as always, guys, we are only going to be keeping our discussion uh, to this episode of the anime. We know a lot of you guys have read ahead in the manga. We're not looking for manga spoilers in this episode. Uh, We can talk about differences between the manga and the anime as long as it doesn't contain any spoilers. Although, Megan, I do have to say, the past two episodes, I've just been so tempted to just 
pick up the manga and start reading because I'm like, what happens next? If you want to do that, you are more than welcome to. I can't do that long, to myself. As long as we don't discuss it here. <laughs> and everybody's usually pretty good about it. Uh, you know, we've got a live chat going right now, guys. Uh, Katie Cullen's got you covered on that. So hi, everybody. Um, but we would really appreciate it if you keep... Uh, the comments spoiler free if you keep the chat spoiler free we are experiencing this for the first time and a lot of our viewers are experiencing it for the first time as well please don't ruin the surprise for anybody. I've already had like three people spoil me in chat this season so I need y'all to not do that. Yeah and here's the thing guys it only takes one person to ruin it so we really appreciate everybody being on their best behavior. What the hell? I think that was a game over sound. (laughs) You are correct. Yeah, hey. so please, guys, be cool, be courteous, Pull be kind. Out the knife sounds. <laughs> we're going to need the knife sounds. Also, Whatever board that's on, pull if, out the knife sounds. If you if you don't, uh, if you aren't uh, kind and courteous, uh, we will just send a murder cowboy after you. <laughs> and like it'll that. sound a lot like that. Yeah. Actually, so, if you aren't kind and courteous, you'll get banned from the channel. Bye. Mostly that. Yeah, um, mostly but that. also, before we get started, we have a quick announcement for you guys. <laughs> Take it away, it up. Duck to the table. <laughs> it's laminated. It makes it hard to I'm pick up. I'm just gonna eat my Reese's while you. No, <laughs> I'm just gonna drop it on the floor. She's gonna make this so distracting. I'm gonna read it over here. <laughs> Hey, AfterBuzzers, our network produces after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there is no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out our AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments and we'll thank you on air. For now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. I did it! Yay! Yay! <laughs> you get to keep your Reese's Pieces. Yay. Why would you Does take them away she? from me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealing your family's birthright. Uh, and also, for you guys following along on Twitter, we're going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTVTitan. So please, if you have any fan art, any comments, go ahead and put them in the hashtag. So, guys, uh, as we were talking about before the show, last week was crazy banana pants and had way more sex dungeons than we're used to seeing. It's weird. The show. It was yeah. weird. I, like, caught up on last week's episode today and I was like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole lot of and I'm leaving. I would have loved to participate in sex dungeon talk. <laughs> we can do that off camera. Ooh. <laughs> um, but this episode I don't know what that sound that We're was. having fun tonight, aren't we? Uh, but so we this episode is very different from the last one, mostly because pacing wise, it kind of it was a little bit more localized than last one. Last one uh, had Reese backstory and Kenny's backstory and and a lot of stuff going on with the scouts uh, and vaguely Levi's backstory. At yeah. One point. <laughs> so this episode was a little bit more centralized to what's going on in the here and now. What did we think of it? Ah. <laughs> I brought candy for a reason. Yeah, to make is... a terrible joke, and also because I'm in yeah. dire need of candy. The, uh, definitely, chocolate sounds great after this yeah. episode. Uh-huh. Um, there's one bit in particular that it's a big question mark. So we're like, I don't know. So candy's definitely mm-hmm. needed. But yeah, no, I feel like I have said this before, 
but I am just so proud of all of our characters, our especially <laughs> with this episode. I know we're going to get into it later, but Historia, all of our scouts and their determination to save Aaron, Kenny, who I'm just like, why would I ever agree with a psycho murderer? But okay. <laughs> oh, that's what you're after. He's so chaotic neutral, and it's beautiful. Also, he's like the king of grand entrances. Can we just say that? Yeah, Every- Elvis first, most of the time. Every time he enters a scene, I'm usually blown away. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's always... And then he shoots people who are also blown away. Yeah, it's always super entertaining. But as you mentioned, uh, Veronica, uh, very proud of our boys yes. and girls in this episode. And let's talk about our scouts. Let's talk about our boys and girls. Because I feel like this is an episode where everybody gets to shine a little bit. Um, you know, and that tends to happen when we get more action-oriented episodes, and that's certainly what we get. This episode starts off with a literal bang as, like, they put Armin's plan into action. Mm -hmm. And it's always great seeing the way Armin's mind works and the strategies that he comes up with. And yeah, so sure enough, their plan is to throw these barrels out that have not only explosives attached to them, but also oil to make uh, to make it so that the smoke uh, enters in like certain patterns to make it ex- especially difficult for their their sense of visibility yeah. where they're stationed. For like a split second, a hot split second, I thought when they threw the barrels down, I was like, "Yo, there's totally scouts in there. They're just gonna like." <laughs> And it's just like be a, a total surprise car. loop. I totally thought that like, for a split like second. Like, you thought this was going to be like a Trojan horse scenario? Yeah. I didn't think they were smoke bombs. I thought they were bombs. So, like, I was impressed by this. And then using the signal flares, which is standard equipment that they all have on their person, as continued smoke coverage and staggering the use of the bombs. Like, this was all incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is this is what I, I like to see this not only from this show, but from, like, just shows in general, I love seeing people work together with their different skill sets. Um, I'm doing a rewatch of Lost right now, and, like, when, which is a show I I dislike, but anytime I see the groups of people working together in order to, you know, to come together to survive and everybody utilizing their different skill sets, I'm always like, oh, yeah, I remember why I liked this show. And so getting to see that in an action sequence here in Attack on Titan is great we have sasha using her archery and we have armin's strategy we have levi's incredible observational skills mikasa just mikasa just just (laughs) going down (laughs) she is your worst nightmare let's let's flash back to that gif of the murder eyes from last season shall we (laughs) do the mikasa face (laughs) oh man she's crazy but in a great way we love it yeah, what was your guys' favorite part of this whole uh, of this whole sort of attack on Kenny's forces? Attack, best Kenny. Part. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard Hi. not to say. Like, Jeez, he literally dude. said, "Neener, neener, neener." <laughs> what a beautiful, beautiful, awful human! I just watching them go, watching the scouts who are horribly outnumbered. I want to say like four to one at this point, just running train through these people who. I hesitate to say are highly trained. They have better equipment, but I don't think they have better training. Mm, I wouldn't even say they have better equipment as we learn throughout the end of the attack. Basically, we find their weak spot. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the cool thing looking at this anti-ODM gear is that this was gear specifically designed to make it easier to kill members of the of the scout 
of the Scout Corps. And it's so it's so cool to like see them be able to look at this equipment and to be able to pin you know pick out a weakness to be like oh guys you know since our our opponents are different people using different sets of equipment specifically meant to target us we have to think around this problem and sure enough they do and it's awesome it's awesome seeing them think through this problem and we get a couple i again i think we get a couple shining moments and one of them is uh jean sort of gets a chance at redemption in this episode and it's weird saying that yeah. because he murders a man yeah they all murder a lot of people yeah they're all murderers more world. than most mikasa but. will do what she has to do to get the job done especially if aaron is involved there we go yeah. <laughs> but i was murder and we all knew it was going to get to the point where they just kind of had to, like, check their emotions at the door. But it was kind of interesting to see Jean and uh, basically, you know, yeah, kill this guy and not, and not have a second thought when he clearly so did yeah. earlier. It's, and, and there's a moment, too, where, like, the gravity of what he's doing really sinks in because he makes eye contact with the person he's attacking. Um, and this person has no way of defending himself at this point because he's explicitly hitting him at this weak at this weak spot in their in their equipment, and they lock eyes for a minute. And you think that it's possible Jean could back out of this scenario. He could hesitate like he did before when Armin had to become a murderer to save him, and instead he doesn't. He he doubles down. And again, at this point. It's hard to tell, you know, whether or not they're right or wrong in their in their efforts to do this. But the fact of the matter is, is that these people are standing between them and their friends. And Aaron's life is definitely on the line. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, like, you have to, you, it's a tough moral choice. It's a definitely a, a dilemma. But at this point, Jean has, he, he's... Uh, he's got he he knows he's sticking to his convictions is what I'm trying to say even though his convictions have altered slightly (laughs) in the last few weeks this is human on human war and at that point you have to pick the life that you value more highly and it's Aaron let's be real yeah and also, again, from their perspective, even if you don't like Aaron as a person or if you don't consider him your friend, he's still probably humanity's best bet as far as they know. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, as far as they are know, basically, at this point. No. And, and we, even, like I said, everybody gets a chance to shine. Even Connie gets some great moments here. Mm-hmm. And Sasha has a moment where she saves him, I too. I love that moment Sasha's so incredible. Much. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And just everything about Hanji. Everything. Okay, oh, Hanji. We're gonna have to talk about this oh, because Hanji. Hanji uh, again, we we see a lot of spectacular aerial choreography from everybody. It's great. Hanji uh, gets taken unaware though, and now does this Hanji gets a little cocky? Does this? Yeah. Does this? Uh, the the blonde sort of commander that we see. No, has she been given a name yet? I feel like if she has, it was a few episodes ago, and it was not said this episode. So, I, chat, help us out with that. Chat, yeah, what's her does, name? Does the blonde lady have a name? Does Kenny's right hand lady have a name? Because I don't recall her being given a name up until this point. I, I don't consider this a manga spoiler. If you guys want to let us know what her <laughs> name is, that would be great. So we can stop being like the blonde girl, because there's also another very important blonde girl <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> 
We don't want to go into like fan fiction tropes yeah. of calling everyone their hair color. Yeah. The but this uh Kenny's right hand lady, she kind of recognizes an opportunity when she gets the chance for one, and she manages to catch Hanji with a grappling hook. And yeah. this is actually I, I'm heartbroken by this, but it was actually really good foreshadowing, because if you guys remember, a couple episodes ago, Hanji made a really did, made a really big deal to Flagel about, like, living life, constantly putting your life on the line, and what it means to live recklessly, and how that is a worthwhile way to live, and we get a callback to that here, when Hanji thinks she has an opening against this person, and she's like, oh, Oh, you like to live recklessly too. And then that's when she gets caught unawares and is unable to dodge this particular attack. Um, so she gets caught with a grappling hook and then gets slammed up against a pillar, a, a crystal ice pillar. That's a backbreaker move. Um, yeah. Here's the thing she doesn't respond, but we also don't know for sure if she's dead. She's not in the preview for the next episode. I wouldn't be what do su- we think? I'm, I wouldn't be surprised, because we shouldn't be surprised with this show, but I have hope. <laughs> I, I don't know. A part of me is like, and granted, that was a very big injury she got, but I feel like scouts are just so used to getting that to getting that kind of injury it's the bad getting hurt the bad thing about a move like that is or like a particular injury like this is like this is anime you know people get thrown up against walls all the time and they're fine when in real life all their bones would be broken yeah (laughs) (laughs) they can survive that oh so I feel like in anime and even this show, we're kind of accustomed to see people people taking damage in that sort of capacity and living through it. And even even a lot of our boys Irvin and girls did not bleed out when he got his arm torn off. He like, definitely didn't. He's a strong boy, <laughs> my man. Um, Evidently, my strong her name is man. Trout. T R A U T E. That is a terrible name. <laughs> Maybe we should just keep calling her Blonde Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this series, the names in this series read a lot like when when you have an English or American fan trying to make up Japanese names and just stringing syllables together that sound good. This sounds like that, but we're trying to come up with European or Germanic names, and that's what we come up with. Middle Trout. school Megan's definitely guilty of that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we all are. Let's be real. Um, but th- th- this just feels like the shoes on the other foot here, and we're looking at this going... <laughs> yeah, all right. Trout. <laughs> Trout. Well, now we know. <laughs> Knowing is half the battle. Um, Just call so- her blonde lady, says Master Gamer. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew Gibbons. And I made sure to verify that this was a prediction, not a spoiler. Uh, nah, Hanji lives. Not a vicious enough death for a big character. I mean... That's not a we that's not had, a bad point. But we have had very surprising deaths for main characters though. And we've had very vicious deaths for minor characters. Ooh. The, Looks at all of Levi's the, squad. The thing that I keep kind of falling back on is that when a character dies in Attack on Titan, this show is not shy about showing that they're the hell showing that, that they're yeah. dead. Look how dead they are. Look at their desiccated corpse. You can't look at their desiccated corpse because they've been eaten by three titans. Look at their dead dead eyes. <laughs> well see that was something else I was going to bring up was will the deaths 
be less gruesome this season because a lot of the deaths are coming from humans as opposed to titans. We started this season with three people getting half their heads shot off. I'm going to go with no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, mean, I kind of I kind of fall back on like the this series has never shied away from its gore. So I I feel like if Hanji was dead, like they would not be shy about verifying that for us. But I guess the point here is that she could be dead and none of our scouts are really aware for sure if she is or not. And it's her injury, whether it's fatal or not, that gives Kenny's forces the chance to retreat. Uh, I do want to point out really quickly the confrontation between him and Levi. I love this duo uh, oh my so gosh. much. It's so fun. And it's, can I also say, it like, it, it makes my skin crawl a little bit. Like, hearing Kenny call Levi, like, a bastard, knowing that's exactly what he is. And, like, knowing that Kenny is Levi's uncle and that, like, this is the attitude he takes towards him. And, like, he is trying to kill his nephew at this point. This isn't cool. I have to wonder if Levi knows that. Like, if he knows their family or if he just, like, yeah, this guy raised me for a while. It was weird. I really feel like he doesn't. Yeah. Because, and this might be last episode. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I watched them back to back, so I'm sorry if, like things you talked last week are coming up this week. But it's fine. He mentioned, like, oh, I just found out the last name, you know, not too long ago, and it was asking Mikasa about it, like, hey, what's going on? You know anything about the this family of yours? No. I really think he has no idea. Yeah, I feel like I he, you're right. I feel like he has his suspicions um, because, like, we, they, they did have that conversation in the last episode about, like, hey, did you ever feel like you were capable of these great feats of strength and then you were actually able to accomplish things that shouldn't be possible for other people? You know, the fact that they have super strength and basically enhance their magic. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, feel kind of. He's, he's mentioned that he's had those feelings as well, that he's been able to sort of tap into that within himself. So I feel like he, if he doesn't know he's an acronym, he might he has his suspicions whether or not he's aware that yeah I feel like he's not for sure but I feel like he suspects he's a smart man still doesn't still doesn't make it any better the fact like even if he doesn't suspect anything even if he has absolutely zero clue this is a man who raised him for a while it's still messed up no matter what way you slice it <laughs> um, Doki, I can't pronounce your name. D O C C Y Y. No idea. <laughs> and chat says, by the way, that entire fight between Kenny and Levi didn't happen in the manga. That was an anime only scene in the manga. Kenny never joined the fight. I'm happy he did. Cool. Uh, I'm 100% okay with that addition. I am okay with that change as well. <laughs> I mean, he flew into this fight, pelvis first, and had a grand old time. And then got stabbed. And yeah. then went, ah! Uh, <laughs> oh, I, have, I have some regrets that hurt. <laughs> yes, that was the point. <laughs> I like I feel like the Ackermans must have some sort of healing factor, like kind of Wolverine-esque healing factor because he gets super stabbed in the side and is basically just like ow 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 <laughs> until he gets back to the chamber where he's freaking fine. That's okay. I didn't need that spleen. Like, he probably had, like, he must have changed out a shirt. Like, yeah. I feel it's like, just like 
Pat, pat. Okay, we're good. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we're fine. Let's go. That's okay. Liquid stitch. <laughs> I I shifted all of my internal organs so that nothing vital was hit. Wrong anime. <laughs> it was just, it was just so funny, and I like I said I get so much joy out of seeing this character interact with uh, with our boys and girls and seeing him fly around and participate in the fight. So that is a change I am one hundred percent cool with. And I think the only other thing I want to comment uh, about on the, uh, this particular sequence and and talk about later in the episode as well, is that we had two very, very awesome vocal so- vocal tracks in this yes. particular episode. But guys, for the life of us, we couldn't find out the name of the tracks and we couldn't figure out uh, like, like, we couldn't find inf- any information on them. So if anybody happens to have the information on both of the tracks, put it look- in the hashtag. The chat goes away when the episode's over. The hashtag does not. Please, please do, because I I absolutely need to know who sings these songs, what their names are, and I gotta... They I- added so much to this episode. Yeah, it was it was just so... Especially towards the end. Oh, um, this but- is choral intensity layered with rap. The yeah, it's so good, and that's the thing. And I know we've talked about it in the past, but like the Attack on Titan soundtrack is always so on point. Mm-hmm. It always is so good, and I feel like this is these two are the first like standout vocal tracks that aren't the intro or the outro that we've gotten this season. So kudos, yeah. kudos, show. I'm really bad when it comes to noticing music in an episode of anything, not necessarily just anime, but the fact that I noticed these two tracks, I was just like, this just makes this sequence yeah. ten times better. So good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, so yeah, I think uh, we're, we're going to move on, but do we have any final thoughts on uh, this sort of side of things, on, on the scouts and uh, their, the sort of here's the cavalry moment? This was an incredible action scene with some beautiful, beautiful choreography. And God bless the preview for not revealing Hanji's fate. So many previews are like, here's a cliffhanger. Oh, wait, no, we spoiled the cliffhanger. This Here one, well edited. I have to agree with Katie. Such great choreography. I loved, I love getting little bursts of action here and there in this season. It's just so good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the animation for the for the action sequences is just so well done. Like, it, I I am very glad that that we got to see everybody shine a little bit this episode. So yeah, th- those are my thoughts. So really, I will say real quick to everyone okay. in chat who's complaining about Aaron not doing anything this season or getting tired of him being kidnapped. Keep in mind, this season has been over the course of like a day, maybe two days, and he got kidnapped in episode one. This is one of those shows where. Things happen, a lot of stuff happens in a very short period of time. So it's, I'm really tired of this event. Well, we're going to be here for a while because we're really digging deep. So, yeah, no, I, I, I can't blame you, but it's the it's the fact that we have a very short timeline on this that makes it seem like forever. And the fact that we've been waiting a week between episodes I think if we were binge watching this, it wouldn't feel nearly so extended. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that when we um, when we get to the end of this season and like you know we have, I- I'm sure they'll do another season recap movie. I'm sure that when we sit down to watch the season recap movie, like it's the pacing isn't going to seem as egregiously long. So like 
I, I I totally get where people are coming from on that. Like, I was first introduced to Attack on Titan when it was already 17 episodes in, so I didn't have to wait week to week for a lot of it. And then when um, we did, it was like, Ugh. Yeah, it was very difficult sort of grinding to a halt with that. But the other thing is, guys, I waited like three years for season two. I'm good. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, like, I'm okay with not getting to watch so much of Aaron because I like watching everyone else. I like watching Levi and Kenny duke it out. I'm really enjoying Urban. I'm really enjoying, you know, just Mikasa being Mikasa. Yeah. If if our ensemble cast wasn't as interesting, then I would definitely feel a lot of that frustration as well. But because we have such an interesting ensemble, uh, I I I'm totally fine with it. And it's also, I'm also okay with it because it's a very atypical thing for a shonen protagonist. And we've we've talked about this a lot before. This is a very atypical shonen protagonist show where in other shonen series, Mikasa would be the one constantly kidnapped and needing rescue. And I'm okay with the sort of change of pace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. She's the one burninating the countryside and the peasants in order to get there. Yeah, exactly. So um, before we move on, really quickly, I want to talk to you guys about iTunes. Folks, thank you so much to everybody who's gone to iTunes to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love hearing from you, and it is the best way to let our producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on. And we like to give you guys shout-outs when, uh, when you do leave comments. And as we mentioned uh, in previous weeks, all of our previous comments uh, from years past got wiped away. So it means a lot when you guys go back in there to sort of repopulate all of those comments. Do we have any new ones this week? We do, we do. Uh, this one is from Piccolo Magnus. I love you guys. You always put a smile on my face and help me see things that I missed in the show. I appreciate the fact that you don't manga spoil me. Keep up the good work. See, guys? <laughs> we do our best. <laughs> see, guys? It's important. Don't spoil it for other people. Well, thank you so much, Piccolo Magnus. By the way, awesome username. <laughs> that makes me very happy. Um, okay, so shall we move on? Uh, let's talk about Aaron and his story a little bit. Oh! <laughs> okay. For those of you listening on iTunes, I definitely just held up the candy and smirked at the camera. Oh, Reese's Pieces. Okay. I never said I was a good person. So, but I did bring you candy. Rod Reese, it, it, it becomes very apparent very quickly that he hasn't given his story of the whole story. Um, where, because it, it's so grossly manipulative. Like, he knows these two are friends and comrades. Like, he knows they're friends. It is so disgusting that the first thing he says is, like, your sister's not really dead dead. Would you like to meet her? And that's when he pulls out the freaking Titan juice. It's so grossly Ugh. manipulative. Have I it's said this before that bad. parents in the series suck? Yeah! Yes, we they have. Do. They're terrible. They're the worst. Although we, we keep do, learning. Although we do find out that uh, Dad Jaeger definitely did this as revenge for his wife's death. Yup. Like, mm. Now, something that as, as Re- Lord Reese is sort of explaining things to Historia, one of the things he mentions is, of course, that there were a couple families that were immune to the memory wipe powers of the Titan that created the chamber and created the walls. So, what I'm wondering, because we're like, how did Dad Jaeger know about all this? Like, how involved was he? Is the Jaeger, and we the reason I ask is because we don't really know about any other Jaegers besides Aaron. 
Is the Jaeger family one of those families that's immune to the memory manipulation powers? It would make so much sense. I feel like maybe them, maybe the Ackermans, just because they're... Well, the Ackermans were stated that they were. Yeah. Yeah. And then the uh, um, what about Irvin? Amika, Mika says um, Mika says uh, the her mom's side of the family their their clan was also kind of in the clear for that but those yeah. were the only explicit ones that were mentioned nothing's yeah. been named about the Jaeger family as of yet what about would you say Irvin's dad probably or is that I just doubt that research. because that was Irvin's dad's theory. Mm. And he wanted to prove that it was true. Yeah. Very selfishly, he wanted to prove that it was true, but very understandably. Um, it's a good thing he's on humanity's side. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that to me would make sense as to why Dad Jaeger would be in the know in some capacity. Still doesn't explain, because like that's something that Lord Reese also explains, is like he doesn't have any of the memories of like what the world was like prior to the walls being established he has no knowledge of that no one does except for the chosen individual from the royal family god who inherits like the founding titan memory power exactly and then decides never to share the decision why humanity needed to be behind walls yeah, it's real, again, talking about his gross manipulative tactics, one of the things he says to her is like, oh yeah, your sister could have eliminated the Titans, uh, but then Aaron's dad had to like go and ruin it for everybody. So like, yeah, that's the reason we're all still trapped here. You can fix it. All you got to do is eat him. See, and also, your sister got this power when she was 15 by eating her uncle. Can- but what? That's young, y'all. But now it just makes so much sense why they were so needing to get this back. Because obviously he says that, oh yeah, we could have totally gotten rid of the Titans. Well, why haven't you? Basically, and I know that's going to lead into a whole bunch of other things, but the fact that whoever inherits this power, they could easily manipulate them and just be like, you, we can, but we shouldn't because this is it. We were taught you don't, it's meant you to don't be peaceful. know what I know. You don't know what I know. Exactly, so. exactly. But now that it's you out of their that. hands, they this now that it's out of their hands and with Aaron, he totally could end the Titans. Well, and here's what I'm wondering: is we get this info drop that it'll only work if uh, someone with Reese blood is has the power. Okay, one. How do we know that bloodlines didn't cross way back when? Two, we've seen Aaron use the scream to manipulate Titans in his human form, mind you. And we also, when he had that moment of, wait, whose memories are these? It brought back his memories, but he also saw a whole lot of stuff that wasn't his. So we've had evidence to the contrary for this statement that Aaron can definitely manipulate these powers. He just didn't know they were there, which is a big problem. So... I doubt that, oh, it can only be a member of the Reese family. I think that they just say that. Or that they just believe that. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I really like, um, I love Historia in this episode. I love when she calls him out on like, you're just looking for a cop out. Because that, that was another thing too. When uh, when we get Kenny, you know, kind of throwing his way back into the chamber, going like, wait a minute. I wanted to be God. I wanted to be the king. Once <laughs> upon a time, I said a very crazy theory. Oh, what if they turn Kenny into a Titan? Not so crazy no more. <laughs> See, they would never turn Kenny into a Titan. He wanted to he be a Titan. He would definitely be yeah. a Titan. But yeah. the fact that he could become a Titan, not so crazy theory no more. No, it, I loved this. He was like, wait a minute, you have to be a part of the Reese bloodline to get the special powers and be God. Oh, so if uh, I were to become a Titan and eat Aaron, it wouldn't do any good. Oh, <laughs> It's just such a like, baby about it. Yeah. And Reese is just like, well, no. And also, I kind of knew that's what you were angling for from the beginning. So I wonder, again, if it's not inaccurate and he says that for Kenny's and Aaron's benefit. Probably. Or detriment in this case. But I loved Kenny so much in this scene because, again, never would I ever think I would agree with the psycho murderer cowboy. But he was basically (laughs) telling his story, like, look at everything your dad has done to you. He's basically manipulating you at this point. I'm just like, Historia. Listen to him. He's I, making so much sense. I'm wondering if she recognizes him as the person who almost killed her and the person who definitely killed her mom. <laughs> like, because he was there. He did it. She doesn't have too many options at this point. <laughs> That's true. Like, but there's not a moment of like, hey, I know you. <laughs> so I'm I'm hoping that like either it, it doesn't, it's irrelevant at this point. But like, yeah, I, I, I was kind of like, Historia, maybe don't listen to the guy that murdered your mom, but also he has a point. (laughs) (laughs) He just, I wonder how much of this is what Rod believes and how much of it is him manipulating things to get what he wants. Because we also have, I must not be a Titan. It's like, you want to explain that? I was going to say, like, maybe it's something that he just really believes because he refuses to do it himself, but he knows it needs to get done i feel like I mean, it's I sort think of we get the answer at the end his titan form is too big to fit in the room i i think it's <laughs> i mean just in terms of sheer practicality uh, oops i feel like it's actually a little bit of 50 50 i feel like half of it is sort of like the religious dogma of you know that that this this family has the lore that they've established for themselves and also half of it being very manipulative um again we we made a point of it you know oh it's very convenient that he wasn't there when dad jaeger when when all this went down mm-hmm. um so i feel like it's sort of 50-50 like he he's drank the Kool-Aid but he's also there he's also man- emotionally manipulating people and one of the things they they didn't necessarily clarify which i'm wondering i'm like maybe they the the person with all this knowledge and who who becomes a titan can never actually be the person who's sitting on the throne you know or by i i mean that like you know the head of the family cuz that's what lord reese is right now he's he's the the patriarch of the family so he's effectively king i'm wondering if maybe whoever the monarch is can't ever have the Titan powers because that person will eventually be eaten in returns. I don't know. I, 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 but I also feel like that's kind of a cop out on his part because it's like, I feel like, yeah, if he really, if it was really important to him, he would just do it. But maybe, and this is a weird theory, but I'm like, maybe if you get the Titan powers, in this case, you can't actually have children later on in the future. So, like, 
it's it's one of those things where the the king or the the monarch can I never don't actually think have that's it. That's the case because uh, Rods and his uh, brother's dad was the Titan and had them but, at some point, but he didn't mention that his father was king. You know, it, like I, he uh, might have true. I wonder if it's more just like emotionally scarring whoever inherits this power because then they learn the origins of where yeah, like you don't want to be yeah. burdened with that knowledge. Um, Rod's not a stable man. I mean, it's kind of like <laughs> the giver. It's kind of like the giver a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's go with this. The I I really love this whole this whole reveal though because Kenny's ticked about that. So he he make un- me a titan <laughs> now. <laughs> a petulant child about it but then uh and lord reese basically goes you're fired and he was like fine i'm not <laughs> fired i quit and i'm taking Aaron with me but i i really liked this moment because um he he sort of he doesn't untie Aaron, but he definitely removes his mouth a gag or whatever thinking that like okay we're gonna have a titan showdown in here and this is when historia you know kind of makes the realization of like hey Aaron, why aren't aren't you gonna defend yourself because i deserve to die oh honey you have not been sleeping well you've been kidnapped you're probably malnourished because they've been keeping you like in this bit and choker like "Mm, you just you're not you're 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 hangry and you're upset dude you need a meal and a solid night's sleep and to not be kidnapped to not be kidnapped just learned his dad killed everybody. I'm a little broken right now. I yeah. really loved this though because he says the exact thing that can reach her heart right now, which is like he he comes to realize he's like none of it should have happened if it weren't for my dad. All of those years of training, all those people who died saving me, all of the you know everybody who put their lives on the line, none of it would have happened if it weren't for my dad. No, it shouldn't have happened. And oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, see, I was gonna say like I get where he's coming from, and I get how that struck a chord with Historia. But at the same time, I just keep going back to the fact that yeah, this never would have happened had you not gotten this ability. But you also would have just kept living in walls for the rest of your life, still needing to go out and fight titans. Well, I think the crux of it is that he didn't ask for it to happen. He yep. he didn't ask for it to happen, and so him going like I shouldn't be here right now it, it should never have happened so let it end right here i love that it cuts back to uh the image of uh historia's mother walking away from her and we and and a lot of times anime will like it likes to reiterate the dialogue used in those scenes i really like that this moment didn't reiterate that exact same dialogue because the image speaks for itself and the impact of that particular scene speaks for itself because that was the moment where her mother told her, I wish I had never had you. If only I had never had you. My life would have been better. Yeah. And so, like, I love that, like, we flash back to that moment, but we don't need to retread the dialogue to really understand how Historia feels in this moment. And that's the point where Historia has her face God and walk backwards into hell (laughs) moment. And I love it. She's basically just like, you know what? Fuck humanity. Fuck that. We're getting out of here. We're leaving. We'll figure something out. Don't you dare die. Let's go. Let's just go. And Kenny's like popcorn dot gif at this entire thing. Oh, I would love to be Kenny at this point, just watching this all go down. Uh, So, like, yeah, it's so good because we get to hear Emir's voice again. Like, I want you to live a life you're proud of. You know, live for yourself. Um, And 
for the longest time, Historia tried to be... She tried good. to be Krista. Yeah, she tried to be good. She tried to, to live a noble life. Um, but, like, obviously, that's not the life that she wants to live. And so she never asked for any of this either. So I just love that the moment her father tries to force her to become a Titan, she just freaking... I will never get tired of women throwing characters. Yes! Yeet! Like, uh. <laughs> Allura does it in Voltron. Mikasa does it a, a lot. Annie did it in this series, and now we have Historia doing it, too. And I love that she basically just digs her heels in and just goes, I'm the worst girl that's ever lived. I Screw am the humanity. enemy of humanity. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love how basically... She's just like, shut up, Aaron, and let me do this. I'm just like, yes. And she, like, he's going, no, no, you should let me die. And I'm sitting here going, slap him, slap him. And then she she whacks him. him. Yes. (laughs) Which is funny because you could make the moral argument of like, hey, it would be better for the rest of society if you did obtain that power and then do exactly what you said you were going to do and eliminate the Titans. But she doesn't. She's like, nah, Aaron, come on, let's bounce. Peace, we're out. Um, and yeah, who's to say that Aaron's not capable of just doing that exact thing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, once he kind of has a little bit of time to calm down and go, oh, yeah, I did kind of control Titans that one time. Maybe, like, nobody's thinking well right now. Everyone's traumatized and exhausted and sometimes potentially stabbed. So but, it's not a good night. But then Dad Reese, like, she clearly messed up his back in some capacity because oh, he yeah. has to crawl on the ground. Uh, and with n- all his other options being exhausted, he licks the Titan juice basically off Finally. the ground. Yeah, Finally, and, you become a Titan. And becomes a Titan. That stuff is volatile if that's all it takes. Yup. Man. Uh, so really... <laughs> Really quick, we are running short on time. Let's go ahead and give some rapid fire predictions for next week. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Veronica? Well, uh, why I made you sit in this seat this week. Because <laughs> full spotlight on me. Um, well, as far as like what's going to happen next week, I don't know. Hopefully Hanji's alive. What I was going to say, though, and this is just more like a common, less of a prediction, but I just found it so funny how in the beginning... Titans seemed so rare when Annie turned into one, when Titan, when Aaron turned into one, it was like, oh my god, it's all like, you want to be a Titan? You want to be a Titan? It's like giving away cars. You get a car. You get a car. <laughs> You're a Titan. You're a Titan. Everyone's a Titan. Titans are people. Oh, shit. Titans oh. are people. Oh, dear. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Katie? I I don't, I have no idea for next week. I am, again, looking into the future and going, okay. So we have the Reese clan who wants to keep people within these walls and we have their titans who have tit- who are titans that have skin and then we have these other people from presumably outside the walls the faction that Bertolt and Reiner and Annie are with who are also human titan shifters but don't have skin and look a little more manufactured like Where's the split? What happened? How do you explain that? Why is this faction trying to break down the walls? Why are the Reese's trying to keep the walls up? I don't have predictions. I just have so many questions. <laughs> oh, this show. I My prediction is that Kenny and his right-hand lady will make their escape. And, uh... Trout. Uh, <laughs> Trout. Trout. <laughs> 
God I need to be reminded bless. about like three times for that because I'm totally going to you forget it. You just keep it. repressing it because it's, <laughs> it's terrible. such a bad name. Um, but I feel like they're going to make their escape. And I feel like uh, Dad Reese is going to get killed in this cave-in. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but I feel like all of our boys and girls, including Hanji, is going are, are going to make it out okay. At least I hope that's the case. I hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, any final thoughts on this week's episode before we wrap it on up for the night? Answer ah. my questions. <laughs> Give me answers. Ah. So many questions. All right, guys. Well, I guess that wraps it up for tonight. Veronica, where can people go if they want to keep up with you? Definitely. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Veronica underscore V. You can also catch me Tuesdays on the Outpost after show uh, 10 p.m. as well as the Castle Rock after show on Wednesdays at 7. I'm Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias as well as YouTube and Twitch at Kiaxe. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. Uh, Voltron is Mondays at 7. We just did it right before this. Rooster Teeth, currently no matter of nowhere, is Wednesdays at 7. We have a grand old time. You should totally watch those. And I'm, uh, again, if you haven't already done so, please follow Alexis Torres at atorres890. Uh, I'm Megan Salinas, and I'm going to be reading, eating Reese's Pieces in the corner over here. And you guys can follow me at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. We will see you all next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Neener, neener, neener. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 